thanks for listening to RTE Radio 1's The Rolling Wave podcast with me, Aoife Nick My guest today is Piper Barry Kerr, who's just completed a year as the recipient of the Liam O'Flynn Award presented to him by the National Concert Hall in Dublin and the Arts Council. And as a result of this residency, he has just released a new album of music inspired by the late Liam O'Flynn called Cairn. The Gentleman Piper there from Barry Kerr's new album Cairn, written by Barry Kerr in honour of Liam O'Flynn and played by him with Neve Dunn on fiddle and Ryan Malloy on piano. Barry, you're very welcome to The Rolling Wave. You've just finished your year as the recipient of the Liam O'Flynn Award at the National Concert Hall, a year that didn't turn out as expected. But a, a year ago when you started, what, what was your plan for, for the year before everything changed? Initially, if I had... Uh... I had planned to write write some music over the year and uh, eventually perform it uh, at the concert hall, uh, the National Concert Hall in Dublin, and uh, it, it would have involved a, a lot of a lot more musicians. Uh, but as you know, with COVID, things changed and we had to uh, pivot, as as the word uh, became yeah. popular, <laughs> to an online, a smaller online version, and then. I had, because I had the music all written, I, I, I mentioned to the concert hall that I would like to record it and, and they, they were kind enough to, to let me fire away with that. And uh, Neve Dunn and Ryan Malloy and I went into the studio over a couple of days and, and put down some of the music that I'd written and, and, and a couple of other pieces that I had in my repertoire that I had also composed over the years. And we came up with Cairn. Yeah. And Barry, was it always going to be, was your plan always to do music inspired by Liam O'Flynn or connected in some way with Liam O'Flynn? Because that's not particularly a, a, a sort of a prerequisite of the awards, especially, is it? No, it, it wasn't at all. Um, my, my plan was to go into the, the, the Irish Music Archive. Um, Jane O'Flynn, uh, Liam's wife, had kindly donated Liam's personal archive of his, of his life, of his musical life. And uh to, to the traditional music archive and I, and I spent some time in there going through it and just picking out little bits for to kind of inspire uh, the work. I was fortunate to spend some time in Connemara as well where I, I got some peace and, 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 I, and I come up with some of the music. But visiting the, visiting the archive and, and going through the collection for me as a piper it was a, it was a profound experience to be honest. Um, it kind of Give me a, another insight into, into Liam's music and his life, and a side of him that you know that I didn't know about. And I'm, I'm very grateful that the music is, has been donated to, to there for all to see, and it's it's a precious a precious thing for for the archive to have. I think. You know, it really is. I was lucky enough to see some of that archive just uh, last March, early March, I think last year, just before um, things kind of shut down. And of course, you know, people can like that's the great thing about the the Irish Tradition Music Archive and the Liam O'Flynn collection is there for people if they want to go and have a look. But can you describe for listeners? I mean, I know you can't go through everything because it's a huge collection. But what what what's in it and what stood out for you? Um, it's it's a massive body of work. It it really it, it covers everything. It's it's 
correspondence between festivals and, 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 and gigs. Um, there are letters in there between himself and Seamus Heaney, the poet, and uh, all his thoughts and, and, and little notes about, about music, about characters within the music tradition, and such as Willie Clancy, for example, or, or Seamus Ennis. And, it basically, is, is thoughts on the tradition, and and like if he had come across something that he had read in a book, for for example, he would have written it down and 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 had a little note about it if it bore a relevance to something he was working on. You know, you have also all the musical recordings of of his personal recordings that he had made at sessions or uh, at gigs. Uh, you know, there was old Planksy recordings in there that I'd never heard. There were excerpts from the Brenton voyage all all the stuff that you would expect as well but what I really took fascination with were, were, were the little notes that that he had written about little things you know that inspired him you know and that, that's what I was going in there for I was going in for inspiration for example he, he, he was writing about the, the term Jin uh, and um, you know writing songs about and poems in praise of place and this really stood out to me, um, it, it was funny. It was what I was thinking about at the time because I, I was writing music about a particular place, and uh, the note goes: uh, in traditional bardic culture, the terrain was studied and discussed and referenced. Every place had its legend and and its own identity, and uh, the love and celebration of place and the mythic landscape provided it an escape and inspiration. You know, to write songs and poems and praise of place. And that was just one little note that kind of, you know, really grabbed me. Mm. Um, he had a great way with words as well and himself, you know. And, and I think a lot of those notes were, were preparation for perhaps introductions at gigs and, and, um, and the like, you know. It goes to show as well the level of research that would have gone into, you know, introductions at gigs or background to tunes or all that kind of thing. Yeah, totally, you know. I came across a, those a couple of jigs that um, I was directed to. Uh, Liam O'Connor kindly directed me to uh, the two jigs that, that Liam had written himself, and, and indeed one of the, the songs or one of the tunes is, uh, is is named the Piper Stone, which is named after a, a standing stone, and I think in Kildare where Liam would have visited. So he he was a, he was aware of that, you know, naming his tune after a place in his locality, and you know it, it fed into that that little note that I had just come across. So it was, it was, it was all, it was all lovely. It was a profound experience for me to get in there, to do, to look through it, you know. Two jigs there from Barry Kerr's new album. Two jigs written by Liam O'Flynn and they were uh, the Piper Stone and the return of the pedal board. Um, Artie McGlynn's pedal board is the pedal board in question. Um, just before we leave the archive, Barry, one thing I think that strikes anyone who's seen, you know, even a little bit of this archive is how organised it is, how much uh, Liam O'Flynn seems to have been aware of its importance importance you know not in a sort of a showy boastful way but just aware of the value of things and passing things on would you agree with that did you did you feel that off it yes I, I would totally agree with that I, I think um, 
he was most definitely aware of, of his place within the tradition. And I think this archive that he had put together was his way of passing on his thoughts and, and feelings and uh, on it. And um, as you say, he was very aware of his place therein. You know, he was the connection to Willie Clancy and, and Seamus Ennis and, and Leo Rosam. And uh, to be that link to the next young paper that comes along, you know, speaking from my own personal point of view, it, it, was, it was magical, you know. He knew that all of this, all of these little notes and these thoughts would have been important going forward, you know. Did you, did you know Liam yourself, Barry? I had met Liam over the years on a number of occasions at, at, at different gigs and things, but I never got to know him uh, personally. Um, I think any time I met him, I was more in awe, really, and, and probably too shy to, to speak to him, probably. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I can't count the amount of hours I've spent through my life actually listening to his music, um, like, like most papers. <laughs> You know, uh, his, his music has been a soundtrack, I suppose, to much of my life. And like seeing as we're talking about pipes, I mean, you play the flute, you sing, you write songs, but the introduction to the pipes, which is what's uh, at the heart of this project, how did that introduction to, to the Illum pipes come about? Um, my, on occasion, my, when I was younger, I, first my first instrument was the tin whistle and the flute. And, and then on occasion, my dad would take me down to Dublin, funny enough, uh, on the train. Uh, for a, for an afternoon session in, in Slattery's uh, on Cable Street there. At that time, it was a long, slow journey the whole, from, from Lurgan to, to Dublin, and my dad would have a few drinks in the train and a few drinks on the way home. And uh, on, on one particular occasion, I was in there, and there was a piper present, and uh, Johnny Keenan, uh, Paddy Keenan's brother, the, the late great Johnny, took the, the pipes off of this other piper and, and set them on my knee and, and gave me a go with them. And... Uh, and I was hooked from from there there on, and uh, and I suppose I, I was made the annual pilgrimage to Milltown Mulberry every year, and I learnt a lot down there, and um, it's just been, they've they've talked me around the world a few times since, so that's it's been a great instrument to, to play over the years, you know. <laughs> And the tribute to Liam is is all over the, this this project, but there's also um you have you have a set for the Holy Trinity as you call them, Willie Clancy, Leo Rosam, and Seamus, and it's all very different musicians, but each inspiring in a in a different way, I presume. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, like you spoke there of Liam writing, you know, all all, all of his thoughts and feelings down, but Seamus Ennis, I suppose, would have been the another great man for for collecting music and collecting stories and. and and lower, um, he, you know, I, I love Seamus Ennis for that side of things, and of course Leo, Leo Rosen, the great pipe maker. You know, where would we be without Leo's great pipes? You know, and his bringing the, the pipes into this this century. You know, um, with his designs, and and then of course Willie Clancy. Where would we be without Willie Clancy? <laughs> and Willie Clancy week especially. <laughs> Funny, the one of the one of the notes in in the. Liam's collection that stood out for me was when uh, talking about when he heard Willie Clancy for the first time, and he and he mentioned that uh, it gave him feelings that he never experienced before, and uh, I think he, he he then realised that music is not something that you listen to, but something that you experience. You know, feeling uh, that's st- a stir in the soul that that music making that reflects the soul. You know, I think uh, that was the, the the note. You know. So Liam was Liam was intimately connected with those three 
great men. Listening back to the the tunes on Cairn, like I was saying to you earlier, they're very, um, you know, some of the tunes you've written, especially maybe the Gentleman Piper that we we heard at the start, that is the tune you wrote in in, in honour of Liam O'Flynn. But they're very Liam O'Flynn type tunes, if that makes sense. They they feel kind of open and uh, joyful and the pacing feels like, you know, tunes he would have played or like his, his type of playing. You know, how do you go about capturing the essence of a person in a tune or, or what were you trying to, to get there? Yeah, I suppose the, 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 the time spent in the archive put me in, into Liam's headspace, I think, you know, and I, and I tried to, to think of his, his personal aesthetic, you know. Liam had, had a particular sound, no matter whether he was playing on his own or whether he was playing with an orchestra or whoever he was playing with, his, his particular sound always shone through and... It was a sophistication, I think, to, to Liam's playing that not many pipers have, and and I, I, I kind of was drawn to that, to the tone of his pipes and 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 the types of tunes that he that he played, you know. So I I, I really thought about that, and he, when I was writing the tunes, I, I paired back, you know, I wasn't being too fancy with anything, that did, you know, anything that didn't sound. In, in the right place I got rid of and, and, and I and I tried to distill the music as much as I could to to reflect that kind of feel, uh, if that makes sense. You know, he was Liam was very fond of simple, simple melody, you know. Uh, a lot of the tunes that he played might seem simple to the ordinary ordin- ear, but we're far from it, you know, when you listen to his rendition, you know, so it's so it's uh, it's it's all about that, you know, it's it's about feel, I think, you know, for me. You know? Um, coming back for a second just to the, the residency which you've just finished and um, I think you said I think I read in an interview that you did that you know all artists strive for the simplest things time and space uh, which is what residencies like this National Concert Hall Liam O'Flynn Award residency aim to give but aside from that particular residency this year you know gave lots of time and space to people but did the did the worry of everything cancel the good out a bit or, or how did you find the the year i i really missed the performance element of it i, I, I missed gigging i missed um interacting with other musicians and uh, as regards worry um you know the bursary really helped me get through the year without it i i don't think you know i would have managed as well um you know so so the importance of that can't be underestimated the arts council have been, have been great, I think, this year, and and tr- trying to make sure artists have been had access to, to funding. You know, they're aware of the space that we're in at the minute, and hopefully, you know, going forward, that'll continue to be the case. Um, because you know, artists have to live as well. So it's um, this year was was great for me. I had this time, space, and and a few pound to to get me through and to write some music, which I'm very grateful for. You know. Well, the album is called Cairn. Why, why Cairn? Why that title? When, a cairn, I suppose, is a, a memorial stone or a, a place of remembrance, you know. And, and I kind of used the idea of a cairn like um, as a, a pile, you know, the pile of stones being a metaphor for the tradition where, where, where each, end of it, each generation gets to, to, to put their mark on the, on the overall structure of the tradition. And... Uh, I, I spent some time, as I said earlier, in Connemara and in the wild landscape down there. And stones are very, you know, it's a very rocky place. But but in the fields down there, there are kind of abstract sculptures of piles of stones where they, they might have been built by a farmer in famine times, removing stones to, to make 
room for some potatoes. Or they might have been maybe a, a, a child uh, building a fort for a, a fairy queen or, or whatever. And, and these, these kind of abstract sculptures have been left untouched. And it's a, a great connection between our, our past and, and our present. And, and, I, and I, I found that idea lovely and it kind of the, the, the name Cairn came out of that, you know, a stone upon a stone as the old, old song goes, you know, that we're part of something bigger and we're only here for a while and the next generation will, will do their thing as well. So, One of the six tracks, we've talked a lot about the pipes, obviously, but one of the six tracks is a song, uh, which is one of your other hats, uh, singing and songwriting. It's called Of Sportsman Bold. Tell me about this song and then and then we'll hear it. Yeah, the, this song is written about some friends of mine who back in the day would have walked, I walked the fields with, with, with their dogs, uh, hunting hares and rabbits around the shores of, of Loch Ness. And I, I suppose it mentions a few people that I know well and uh, a few places around home. And I, I, I wrote it with a view to um, a view to the great Ulster hunting songs, you know, that would have been sung by Geordie Hanna or, or uh, Sir Anne O'Neill there. Or I suppose it's, it's my, my version of it. And uh, you'd be glad to hear the hare in this song makes, makes an escape. <laughs> 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 so there's a there's a happy ending. Well yeah. um, look, uh, it's a great song, and we're going to play it now. It's called um, "Of Sportsman Bold," and it's one of the uh, tracks off Barry Kerr's new album Cairn, and uh, you can get that on and Bandcamp Barry Kerr's uh, Bandcamp site. But look, Barry, uh, thanks a million for talking to us on the program tonight. It's a congratulations. It's a lovely piece of work, and it's uh, it's great to be able to walk away from 2020 with such a beautiful artistic piece of work. So, thanks a million and congratulations. Thank you for appreciating. I'll sing a song of days long gone when I roam wild and free. No river wide nor mountain side could e'er put a hold on me. I'd swim and climb in lake and brine, or heather bog and briar, from early light till. Dark of night, no hand would and thanks for listening to the Rolling Wave podcast. For rights reasons, the music here is shorter than in the original broadcast. So if you'd like to hear the full versions, go to rte.ie forward slash radio one forward slash the rolling wave. This interview was first broadcast on the 24th of January 2021. Till the next time, Guramila Magi Agaslam. Thank you.